Nation dwells here. And then we moving by the pack, so we moving them. And even if you don't, then you do, cause you cool with them. They be like, I only went to school with them. Hey everyone, welcome to Color Correction, a Jesus-y podcast about race and faith. Um, I'm Chris, the white guy, and today is a special episode. Um, it's um, I'm here with Stacy Atkinson, um, who is the mother of Taekwon Atkinson. Um, Stacy and I met um, about a month ago um, in connection to her son's case um, through through work I do here in Philly. Um, called participatory defense um, we were we were connected um, because Stacy had growing concerns about her son getting a fair trial and really even just the um, temperature in the courtroom and this is a high-profile case um, that started back in March of 2019 um, Taekwon was accused of murdering Nicholas Flacco who is a police officer's son um, we sat through a week's worth of trial with her, myself and other people from our um, from our city's hubs. Um, Taekwon was acquitted um, by a jury of his peers um, in in around two hours. Um, the the timing was very quick. Um, there just was not good evidence to support his um, well the DA's claims that he was in fact the murderer. The reason we're talking today. Um, is because Taekwon is still incarcerated um, in connection to things he was charged with while incarcerated. The logic here um, is a little baffling. Um, there, the DA does um, legally have the ground to um, create new trials over things that happen in jail. Um, jail has its own set of disciplinary actions that they already took. Um, plus, we have every reason to believe that the, um, the sort of unilateral approach that the DA is taking, because they don't do this with everybody, has everything to do with, with not Taekwon, but with Nicholas Flacco and with his family. Um, so we're going to get into that a little bit. Um, but I thought um, one of the ways we would tackle this first, um, Stacy. I remember during the trial that. Um, oh, and hi, hi, Stacy. By hello, the way. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> we, you should also know that we are sitting at the San Jose, or I'm sorry, the um, Chicago O'Hare Airport while we, while we record this. Um, we're just coming back from San Jose, and um, we've been trying for weeks to put this down. So hopefully there's there's not too much background noise, and we can get this out. Um, so, um, I recall from trial that um, the the name Fats was brought up a lot by um, by the DA side, by the prosecution. Um, Taekwon has a nickname, um, and it it was so one-sided. It it made it seem like this was like some kind of a street name. Mm-hmm. Um, the name Fats, um, but you cleared that up for me, and I thought this was wild. Um, and I wish this had come out at trial. I, like I wish there had been a, a point where the D, where where his defense attorney could have um, created a counter narrative. Um, tell me about the name Fats. So um, he was a regular, I would say a regular size baby, seven pounds four ounces. But I breastfed him. And I would say about three or four months. 
okay. he just got really, really big. <laughs> so I remember taking him to the pediatrician on his regular appointments, and they were telling me that he was obese. <laughs> so one of the nurses, which I think is just like I think is another like that's the medical word when you're with, with pediatricians for adorable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it wasn't until one of the nurses were like, "Oh, you gonna carry him out the door?" I said, "Yeah." She said, "Oh, don't look like he missing too many meals." So that's when I was like, "Ah!" And we just started calling him fat because okay. yeah, he got so big. I mean, that picture that I shared with you, Chris, he was probably about four months in that picture. How many how many people who call him Fats think you know where that name actually comes from? People closest to us actually yeah. know. Yeah. And if he told his friends, they would know. Yeah. yeah. But uh, people that are closest to us know that. Because that like it it kind of took on a life of its own, and probably and and probably like more than just the media attention, but probably through his whole life, people have been calling him that, mm-hmm. not necessarily. No one. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I started to hear it at school, and I'm like, do they know? And he might have mentioned it, but yeah, they were just like, they would hear me say it when right. I'm picking them up. I'm like, Fats, come on. It's right. time to go. Fats. But yeah, they were like, oh, Fats, is Fats home today? That's what that, yeah, they would start to. <laughs> and you see this slim kid, so it's like, what is, Right, why? what yeah. in the world? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, he, he, he slimmed back out. Yeah. Um, if, you, if you follow our Instagram or um, you follow me on social media. You've probably seen some some pictures. Um, yeah, he's he's not the he's not the fat kid of his uh, his infancy. Um, well, but but let's stay there for a second. What um like tell us a story or two about um Taekwon Atkinson, Fats the um the kid. What do you remember about him? I remember him just always being, I guess, a little bit ahead of his time. That was one of the reasons that made me want to put him in preschool at three. Like, he was talking so quickly. I'm like, he, I don't think he should just be in a daycare. So at three, I sent him to preschool. And he excelled. Um, when he got into, like, kindergarten, first grade, second grade, fourth grade, well, it was elementary. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember his grades were so well. At one point, he got tested to be in, like, one of those uh, gifted schools. Yeah. They didn't let him in, of course, because it was, like, you know, a high criteria, high volume of kids trying to get in. But the fact that that was even an option for him. Yeah, that's cool. Um, he's always been that friendly, helpful kid. Um, like, everybody just got along with facts. And he was always open. Um, I just remember him sharing his lunch. And that carried on when he got older. Like, he was always a giver. And I remember even then him giving his lunch to kids. Yeah. Or sharing his food. Or me having to pack two lunches. It was a time this one kid was stealing his lunch. I went to the school to see who was doing it. And when I saw the kid, we just started packing two lunches so Fats can give him lunch. Oh, wow. Yep. Yeah, um, I, I remember that particularly that, because... How old was he then? That might have been third grade okay. or fourth grade. Yeah. And I just kept saying, who is this kid taking your lunch? Oh, wow. And I went early one morning when I saw the kid. I was like, we're, we're just going to pack another lunch. Huh. Yep. Um, in high school, the same thing. Like, all kids cut up. But he's just always... He's very silly. He has yeah. my personality, but... You saw some of his the little snaps with him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and 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 yeah. Stacy's got antics. Stacy's got antics. That's for sure. Fats definitely like, has like, those antics. I haven't met Taekwon yet, but if if that's the case, then yeah, 
if that's how how he is now when conversations are going that's yeah. been his overall personality like he's that silly person that fun person um he likes to cheer people up and he's always somebody who's always like to give somebody the benefit of the doubt he never sees the worst in people first yeah always the best in you first yeah um what has what has the last so the, the last month mm-hmm. um april really starting like april 6th the we we met we met about a week to 10 days before the start of his trial um which was the end of march um by april 6th we've got this verdict um from the jury he's acquitted um you start making plans for him to come home like you're making his turkey dinner (laughs) you're really excited about that (laughs) um slow cooking things and just like you know waiting and it it turns into a couple days and he's, he's still not out and um well we actually went that night we went Wednesday right, the night of right. the verdict when they said not guilty. We went down to right. State Road and we waited out there till seven yeah. in the morning. And State Road for for listeners who aren't in Philly, that's um that's the the road in Philadelphia out in the Northeast where all of our um, incarceration centers are. Yeah. Um, and his is Pick, Pick, mm-hmm. which is prison, or, which is Philadelphia Industrial Corrections Central Complex or center. center. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. center. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so in any case, yeah, so like a couple days, well, you go there that night. That night, that well, the Wednesday, yeah. that was Wednesday we go. Yeah. Um, they're like, oh, we got all these different stories from the COs. No one could tell us what was happening. One person first said the paperwork hasn't come down yet. The judge hasn't signed this yet. Oh, then they said he's gonna have a van pull up at the next light and we can wait for him to come out. But we're watching midnight come around, one o'clock. We're like, well, we don't wanna leave because if they let him out, right. this we know they slow right. walk stuff. Right. And and that's and that's a fact. Like you mm-hmm. can be let out at any time, any day time. or night. Um, it's not it's not real real close to anything. There is a there is a bus close by, and I, I think you like as a general matter of course you get bus fare. Mm-hmm. You're basically stranded. You'd just when you be come standing if somebody wasn't yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're let out at two in the morning, three in the morning, what do you do? Yeah. So seven o'clock, eight o'clock, nine o'clock comes. Now we're calling a lawyer. And everybody's trying to figure out what the mm-hmm. hell is going on. Right, right. Yeah. Um, fast forward. I mean, the we said this already, but he's still in. Mm-hmm. Um, he's 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 in because um, he had this back case um, over some over some incidents that he that he was accused of and disciplined for. Um, the the incidents themselves um, are what are called first-degree misdemeanors. Um, the, the Pennsylvania state um, matrix for sentencing has, has a guideline on these charges of six months of um, probation each. So we're talking about a year's probation, um, but the sentencing judge um, at around the time the trial was going on, mm-hmm. revoked his option for bail yep. that was previously set at him being able to be released on his recognizance. Mm-hmm. So it very much looks like this trial was always um, a way to 
have some way to hold on to him as a backup if he got acquitted. Yeah, because what happened um, with that uh, in particular uh, infraction you're talking about happened in January of 2020. Right. So it's a real coincidence that someone would bring him down two weeks before his trial for an infraction that happened in January of 2020, which, right. like you said, they already imposed their own discipline in the jail. Right. He spent right. months in the hole for that. Yeah, and I, I want to say again that that um, that um, prosecution here in Philadelphia, the district attorney's office, legally, they have the right to bring charges that occur in jail um, up as criminal charges. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that they don't do that all the time. Right, that's what they don't, I'm hearing. They don't always um, they don't always leverage that option. They're very picky and choosy. Um, That's why I thought that that was normal until, again, when you're talking to people in the community, they're giving you different information. Like if that happened during his three years, falsely imprisoned, mind you, let's let's make that known. Right. If that happened during those three years that he was falsely detained. And we're saying falsely detained because, as it turns out, Mm -hmm. he was acquitted. He was acquitted. So... That's that's three years already that he's been, been in. inside. Mm-hmm. So to be bought in for there's a, there's a certain logic that would say if he's not guilty, then he should never have been in. Thank you. Yeah. And I I still like run that back honestly, Chris. Yeah. Like if this didn't happen, if he wasn't in <laughs> right. there, right? Where would the infraction right. take place? Right. right. He uh, it's yeah. And and that is that is certainly my stance too. There's a like I my belief is that. Um, this is an instant, and, and Taekwans is not isolated. Um, we are, we are here because we know one another. Mm-hmm. But but Taekwon really could be a stand-in for a lot of people, um, where jail is self-perpetuating. In that you get in there, your record's clean, mm-hmm. you start getting charged with things, mm-hmm. and the cycle continues. And that's what I'm seeing happen to Taekwon, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then, like I said, it, it, the longer he's in there, to me what more are you going to keep saying that he's doing next is going to be a fight oh let's give him something else for this next is going to be what when does it stop when does that circle and cycle end for him yeah um help people understand a little bit about what taekwon's incarceration is like what you know about pick and the (sighs) and what's going on there do I have like five years to run all this down for you or <laughs> I got limited time because that's how long I feel it would. <laughs> Give us the highlights. So for somebody like Taekwon being thrown in there at 19, that has never been a part of this system. Like yeah. when I say never been a part, has no record, never been a juvie, never been arrested for anything in his life. Um, it's like a, a culture, like a, can I say culture shock? I think that's I think that's accurate. That that's what I would say, and for us to initially everything like I mean even going in to visit him when he first got arrested with the COs and nobody helping you even learn how to use a locker. Mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with this system here. Right. So to even come in and have to check your things, nobody walks you through anything. I think the assumption is they should know. Right. Here's a, another black kid getting locked. They know the process. We like, didn't like know. somehow they would. This was normal just, for us to, yeah. Like I. Like they're just born knowing those things. Knowing, no, that's how I felt. Yeah. 
that's how I felt. Which, like, okay, that's an issue, too. Yeah, so there was no help in the process. Like, we're learning all this, and even him. Um, I think initially, just like, this is where I'm going to be. I can't get out. Mm-hmm. He said that a couple of times. Yeah. Like, Mom, like, what's, what's going to happen? What's going on? And what do I say? We got to wait. Not at that point, not saying this is going to take three years at that point not knowing a pandemic was coming right right because again taekwon was arrested in late april april of 2019 yeah so, so a um, year a year before um shutdown started occurring mm-hmm. um which means you probably got to visit him from from 2019 to, to 2020. 2020 yep and then the lockdown, the lockdown and, started. and visitation ends. Mind you, he had a birthday. He got locked up in April. His birthday was May 31st, so right. he turned 20 years old there. Yeah. Um, and the day that I was going to visit him that last day, I think it was March. It was March, some early March. I remember I made a phone call. I said, are you guys still having visits? Because my job was talking about closing down for COVID. And um, she said, call us back in like 15 minutes, but you know, you should make your way down in case of some changes. I called back. They said, do not come. Visit. It's done. No visits. Yeah. We're and those really, I mean, they've started up a little bit. Yeah, but he's not eligible for those visits. Right. Right. Um, and that, that has to do with these, these like pile, piled up infractions. infractions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's currently in the hole now. Right. Yeah. But um, it was it was um, difficult with. And how much time has he spent in the hole? The you hole mean is higher? yeah, the, and and the hole is um, a single cell where you're where you're not allowed out for any reason. I think he can shower. Um, I know he wasn't allowed to use the phone. Yeah. But I don't. I have to like. So really, it's like you're in for like 23 hours a day yeah, or something. You're 23 in. and a half. You're in. Yeah. 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 You're not coming yeah. out. I think. And it depends on staffing and who's right. there to even let you out because yeah. that was an issue, you know, of them not being able to get out to even. And of the and so like of the now three years. Uh huh. I would say more of two and a half years. He's been in the hole. Yeah. Out of the three. Yeah. We're talking about someone who went in as a twenty-year-old and is. Nineteen. Right. Went in as a nineteen-year-old, turned twenty in in uh in prison. Mm-hmm. Um and is about to have his twenty-third birthday. Yep. Um at the end of May. So about a month after this is recorded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. With, with, I mean, with what he was telling me, um, I mean, it got worse after COVID. Um, with staffing and like, I mean, it was times he would call me and say he hadn't been out for three weeks. Mm-hmm. And that was on sometimes some of the other, um, oh, that's the line say. Sometimes some of the other, um, other incarcerated people may call me because he couldn't get out to make a phone call. Okay. And they would give a message. They would Which, do that sometimes. It's not like other. they. It's not like they have a whole lot of time to be making, fo- no, making phone calls. No, but they would do that so for one another. Their time for their personal for their, phone calls. For their friends. Yeah, they, they would do that. If you can't yeah. make a call, somebody else. And they would tell me. They would say Taekwon has called. Let me use his phone time when he was out. Like I'm calling his mom. Wow. Um, just to give you a message. Like he said he loves you. He said um, he don't know when he's going to be able to come out. Like they didn't have yeah. any COs for that day. So 
it was weeks at a time. That no they CEOs. Even, yeah, they um, didn't those have are correction officers. officers. Yeah. Shortage of staff. Right. So if you don't even have right. enough staff to make sure everybody right. can get out, you don't shower. Right. And then if you were out and you've been in there three weeks, four weeks, like um. Either I gotta make the decision if I can use the phone or right. if I can wash up. I haven't talked to my loved ones in probably three or four months. Right. So what do I do with my time? The little bit of time they do let me yeah. out now that I am coming yeah. out. Um, we're also talking about um, if if you if you um, if you do a little bit of a Google search, um, you can see that um, just recently the Philadelphia Inquirer has um, put out a couple articles about PIC in particular and all the um, health safety violations. Um, that they just settled um, in a in a class action. Um, th- these are things like um, these, these are things like, like what you're talking about, like 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 not really good access to sanitation, um, lack of access to, to guards. Um, and so like there's there's safety issues. One of the things that the that the report brings out is that the um, the security locks on the on the cell doors were hackable, yep. and that, and so people were like breaking, breaking into in. each other's cells, mm-hmm. and um and that's where like a lot of the violence uh, occurred as well. There were riots. Um, we know that like people were were flooding their their cells, like stuffing their stuffing their sinks and overflowing them, so that somebody could, could come. Would come. Yep, because that's the only way that they were being heard. Yeah. Because before no one would listen. You're you're saying, hey, yeah. let me out. Hey, I need to shop. Yeah. No one wants to come. So the the way they got that type of attention is yeah. they felt like they had to do drastic things like that. Yeah, I, I guess I'm bringing all that up is because the um, the charges that have um, have have led to Taekwon not being inside have to do with um, brandishing a weapon and escaping. And when you think about those conditions, um, it just seems like the same thing to do to try and escape. Mm-hmm. And we're not even saying that that's what Taekwon did. Right. Um, that's that's certainly what he was accused of mm-hmm. and and brought to like prison justice, quote unquote, about. But um, and. What's funny about those charges, like just as an aside, um, that he has been sentenced for for two charges of the three, um, and those charges were um, creating a, a weapon, like manufacture of a weapon, weapon yeah, um, escape, mm-hmm. like you trying to use that weapon to, to escape, escape, and possession. The funny thing about those three charges is is you would think that like possession leads to the other two, right? But possession is the th- the one of the he three charges that he was found on. not guilty yep. on. Yep. So it's very good <laughs> that there's not a lot of things about this that makes sense. It does not. And I'm just like, I'm wondering where that leaves you. Mm-hmm. Confused. Um, aggravated. Upset. Disheartened. All of the above. Because I, I feel like, I, what do I do? What can I do? Yeah. I'm like, he's he's still there. Yeah. What can I do that my son is sitting in here for again something that he would typically get probation on right and he is being held still right and i i'm gonna i'll put anger in there i am angry yeah it makes me very angry yeah i'm i'm and i'm i'm hurt for him because it's already been three years yeah and now you're being told you still can't go right um how's he holding up um, you're his mom, like. 
<laughs> what do you see? What do you hear? What do I see? I see him trying to be strong. Um, and I think he is a strong kid to endure all of this. And I think he's so hopeful. I think that's what's keeping his spirits up because he knows that we're all here. And to hear the support from the hubs too, that's what he called me about this morning. <laughs> he cool. knows that all of this is happening yeah. and all this support came out for him. So yeah. it's yeah. given him a newfound hope to be honest with you. Um, we, this is, yeah, I mean, th- I will say that that part of this has been very encouraging for me. Like watching, watching this unfold and, and seeing the, um, seeing the power of the district attorney's office, the power of the, of the judiciary and the abuse of that power, mm-hmm. um, has, has been really, um, disappointing. Like, I, like, I got dis- to think of some other words, well, but disappointing. that's definitely one of them. And, 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 and like, and, and also like, oh, I've gosh. also just like, I've often just been like, I don't know what to do with it's, all this anger. Uh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and in the midst of that, um, we have we have a, a support system of, of hubs, community organizations um, who have been in attendance at each of the, the trial dates. Um, we've had um, some support from like the Black Lives Matter community, um, Asa Khalif yes. in, in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had other um, other organizations who are are organized around these these concerns of mass incarceration. Um, Death by incarceration is one of the one of the things that they talk about, like life sentences, which right. like Taekwondo would have gotten had he not been acquitted. Right. We're still wondering if he's ever going to get out. Right. It may just be a life sentence by attrition. Right. Right. And that's a concern. Right. So, so we are seeing this growing groundswell mm-hmm. of people who are activated um, and supportive. Um, We've had even listeners that came out just right. from hearing that's us right. on the WURD station that's right. who said, I heard you talking and I heard about this um, story. I was compelled to come up yeah, here today. Yeah, WURD, this this local um, black-owned um, radio station um, with like a, a Facebook Live presence. Um, like really activated this one woman in particular who, who came to his sentencing hearing, uh, which we were asking people to do. Um, and I just I feel like we're going to see her again <laughs> yeah. and maybe some of her grandma friends. That's yeah. what I'm hoping for. <laughs> um, yeah. And so I think another another thing is I've like I've, I've watched you in the short time I've known you, like in this process of learning, like what have you learned? Not to be quiet, <laughs> really. I think four to three years, um, and I'm going to just be honest with you and, and whoever's listening, that I was myself um, really, really fearful of retaliation. Mm-hmm. I said, they have my baby. I know who he is accused of um, this crime about with this uh, chief inspector is his child. If I speak up and say anything that's going on, what happens to Taekwon while he's in jail in mm-hmm. cuffs behind these bars? What happens to him? Yeah. Oh, your mom's speaking up. Let me go down. I, I didn't know what would happen. Yeah. But I just could not 
do that anymore after this not guilty verdict. Right. And watching this unfold and what they were trying to right. do to keep him, I right. could not do that. Stacy, I just like like my my heart dropped to the floor. Hmm. Like, you know, like within 24 hours of having this like just incredible like joyful conversation where I'm like listening to you list off the things that you're you're preparing and, mm-hmm. and doing um, in anticipation of him coming home and then just like I don't know like half a day later I was devastated yeah honestly and I think I'm I I'm more so think about Taekwon because like I said if I have to deal with stuff I can go in my room turn my TV on that's right. take a car that's right. ride he that's can't right. and that's something all of us should be thinking about right I, I he can't he doesn't yeah. have those options I hurt more for him yeah um and honestly, he may not even be telling me all of how he's feeling. That sure. could just be him telling sure. me because he worries about me yeah. just as much as I worry about him. I'm sure. I'm so sure. So he could just be like, Mom, it's okay. I, I mean, like the phone call today, Yeah. I believe that phone call mm-hmm. with how hopeful he's feeling because he is like, Mom, I was acquitted. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm fighting. I'm yeah. fighting with y'all. So, but sometimes I wonder, like, is that real? Yeah. If he's really, I think he sometimes doesn't want everyone to know, like, I'm, this is crushing me, mm-hmm. this situation. How long am I going to be in this situation? Because that's what he first said. Like, how, how, why am I still in here? When he was able to get a message out, that's yeah. what the, the, the question was. My, what's going on? And I didn't know. I didn't even know what to do, what yeah. to say. I got to give him information as we're getting information because we didn't know why he was still in there. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it's a lot to take in. I'm overwhelmed, honestly. Yeah. I am. Yeah. I'm overwhelmed. Like I said, he's still no. there. Like, I, what do you... Well, <laughs> and what you, all, what you all should also know is that, like, in the midst of that being overwhelmed, Stacy. Um, took me up on an invitation um, put forth by our national leaders in participatory defense to come to Ho- San Jose for a for a for a three-day like brand, yeah like this brainstorming session um, to um, I think mostly just to like awaken our imagination for community involvement at the level of um, What's the word? Um, expert witnesses in mm-hmm. the courtroom. Right. You know, like when you think of expert witnesses, you think of people who are like forensics experts, or you think of people who um, um, know a lot about certain communities. Mm-hmm. Um, and often these experts come from like a scholastic background, or they're police who um, who took a course, or like have a bias because the, these are populations that they um, intentionally focus on in their incarceral efforts. Mm-hmm. Um, but we want to bring back people from the inside, people who have pasts of addiction and know about addiction and recovery, people who know about what it is like to be in the prison system Yes. Um, and, and, and can understand where Taekwon is coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just bring that up to say that, um, yes, overwhelmed, yes, angry, <laughs> yes, sad and depressed, but I've also like... I also just have a lot of admiration for the way that you're adapting and um, and really using those things to um, leverage yourself into action. Thank you, and I appreciate yeah. that. And I have to tell you, 
you saying that, um, it does feel good to hear because like I told you, I never did a protest in my life. Yeah. I didn't know what you I was doing. Should, you all should know. You all should know that um, Stacy just like we, we, we talked one night next next day and not like I wasn't able to go to this I was at work like she just organized some family I don't I don't know how many people were there yeah it actually was um it wasn't even family it was me princess two of Fats' friends which no three of Fats' friends which one was one of his character witnesses yeah. and then uh princess's cousin yeah so it was about six or seven of us out there the six of them got out in front of the district attorney's office got the attention of a local organizer Asa Khalif who has um who has um, relational capital within the DA's office? Got her a meeting with the um, with the head of homicide um, and the ADA, who was responsible, the uh, assistant district attorney Anthony Voci. He was responsible for um, twisting the judge's arm to revoke um, Taekwon's bail mm-hmm. and and really being um, a central figure in this ongoing attrition. Yeah. Um, so six people and you and and you used what, what <laughs> voice you had and you and you got that meeting. We did. You yep. got that meeting. I know it was a disappointing meeting. But it was something. It's yeah. what we didn't have the day before. Yeah. Yeah. I mean we just got in the car that morning, went to the dollar store, yeah. bought some signs and just started going in front of the office yelling. And like you said, Asa that day yeah. was um, divine intervention because Asa wasn't supposed to be walking that way. Right. He walked the long way and ran into us. Yeah. And that happened. But again, when you asked me that question, that's what I've learned not to be quiet. Yeah. Had I not been quiet, none of this would be happening. Yeah. If I was quiet, I would not have been introduced to you. That was my first time talking yeah. to anybody yeah. about what happened to him in these three years and trial coming up. And I, I believe it was um, Rupali. That's right. I talked to her about, because she was up there for something else. Yeah. And I ended up telling her everything else that was going on with Taekwon. And she introduced me to you. But that was me not yeah. being quiet for once in three years. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, like pushing through the the intimidation that we, was a tactic yeah. against you because and your family. Because I was intimidated. We yeah. were intimidated, yeah. Chris. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the other thing to know here is that on those court days, um, there was quite a presence of Nicholas Flacco's family, um, uh, and and when I say family, it's 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 extended to police officers who may or may not have been part of the family. Mm-hmm. In one sense, it's understandable, mm-hmm. you know, like that's that's the community he's a part of, but the but the presence of of those kind of people in a courtroom. Yes. It is intimidating. Very much so. It is intimidating. And not where it's three or four of them. You know um, what I'm saying? Yeah, like it's, it's, it, there's not a, it doesn't really feel like there's um, a bridge that, that, that either party can cross mm-hmm. um, empathetically. Right. Like there's, a, there's a tension and there's an enmity. Very, very um, tense. Mm-hmm. That... It's sad. I wish it didn't. I wish it wasn't that way. Because I, I don't think it has to be. That I way. didn't. Definitely didn't want it to be that way. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was really rough. I'm not gonna lie to you. That yeah. was. No, I felt it. That I, was rough. I felt it in the in that like, and I I felt intimidated too. Mm-hmm. Like me without a real deep stake mm-hmm. in what was going on. I I felt the tension in that courtroom yeah. as well. Yeah. Um. I want to think about um. You know, when we're when we're talking about this, um, 
I think I think the the listenership we have are generally of a, of an ilk to like ask the question, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Um, now that I'm now that I'm hearing this, now that I'm learning a little bit more, um, what are ways that I can in, engage? I I, I want to answer that question first, but I also want yes, I also want to give you a chance yeah. to to do that too. Now that you're now that like you're learning more about Taekwon Atkinson, you, first of all, you can send any questions you have through um, through colorcorrectionpodcast.com. Just contact us through the website. Um, you can follow the South Philly Participatory Defense Hub on Instagram and Facebook. Um, I've been really active on Twitter, but I can't remember my Twitter handle off the top of my head. But my name is pretty Googleable, just Chris Eden. Um, and that will give you more, if you're looking for more of the story and, and more of what we're trying to do, um, you can you can follow those platforms. Um, Stacy is raising money for her attorney. She's um, She's got the same private attorney now that she did during Taekwon's trial. Um, so there's a GoFundMe, which you can find on my my Instagram and also South Philly Participatory's Instagram. Um, so you can contribute to the GoFundMe. If you can't find it, let us know. We'll help you get we'll help you get that. Um, and I th- I think the other thing to do if, if you're in Philly, um, the other reason to follow those is is we want to keep you um, on top of other strategies that we're trying to come up with, which are additional protests, right. um, which are additional um, campaigns, mm-hmm. call-ins, and, and letters and emails to the DA's office. Um, so follow those accounts, um, and if any, and if you have trouble, your backup is contact us at the at the podcast website, and we'll we'll be sure to um, get you involved. And also, if, like that's a great place to ask questions. Um, mm-hmm. Usually, we we wait and take those questions to um, our next podcast. But if any of them are urgent enough, I'll make sure we reply. Okay, okay. I think you pretty much um, put everything out there of ways people can support. Um, Mm -hmm. But also I wanted to add to to what Chris said is sharing his story. Anything that you see that Chris puts up or you see in reference to Taekwon, hashtag free Taekwon 22, hashtag free Taekwon Atkinson. Um, if you just see any posts, any articles, like mm-hmm. share his story. And even when we are talking about going to court, community support is very important yes. on some of these court dates. Yes, it is. If you can get information from us to come and show up and just show like the judge and show them that Taekwon does have com- yeah. uh, community support and love from the community, yeah. that's another great way to that's support Taekwon. That's as well. true. Yeah, so like mark your calendars now as you're thinking about it for May 17th, 2022 and May 25th, 2022. Um, and if you are here in Philly and want more information, um, please get in contact with us. Um, <laughs> a sigh. Well, that's the, yeah, because that's the intense part. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. as I was telling Stacy that um, one of the one of the great things about a podcast is the way we wrap it up mm-hmm. um, by talking about something we're into this week. Um, I can go first. I just need a second. Okay. And this is this is where the beauty of editing comes in. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, let me get ready. So what I'm into is. Um, it's, it's um, both process and product. Um, 
I've really been into using um, the Libby app, which is um, an app that connects you to the library system, in our case, the Free Library of Philadelphia. So I can check out ebooks, I can check out book books and, and go pick them up at one of the places. Um, and I have just been using the the app just to give me ideas of what to read. Okay. Um, and from that standpoint, if I don't like a book, mm-hmm. I didn't pay for it, I just put it down. Okay. Try something new. Like I'm I'm really into this right now. And I'm also in that in that regard, I'm really into like not liking a book mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and just putting it down, like okay. not feeling any kind of way about having to finish it. Right, right. Um, the book I'm reading right now is How to Live Safely in a Science Fictional Universe, um, which um, tells the story of an engineer um, who repairs time machines. Um, it's it's a little bit of like um, time machine manual, like and really geeky. Um, engineer talk. It's also his um, reflections on getting older and becoming more like his father, who he's also on the search for, who is who is also a time machine engineer who has been lost. Oh, cool. Um, so it's like, it's at, at once like science fiction and deep nerddom, but it's also about um, aging and um, time and um, the relationship of fathers and sons. It's awesome. Yeah. Sounds like a good read. Yeah. 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 I don't think I'm putting this one down. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Stacey? Ah. Uh, so when you ask that question, I literally sit in there thinking how I eat, breathe, and sleep Taekwondo. Um, and not that that's not what I shouldn't do. I'm a mom. Mm-hmm. But. Attending that lab had me thinking that the work that I do, I'm an advocate in my community. I'm a community health worker, lead community health worker. What can I do, not just for Taekwondo, but as I said in that lab, how we're all coming together mm-hmm. to not help one person, but everybody who's yeah. impacted and infected, affected by this injustice system. I want to brush up and be more knowledgeable on laws, mm-hmm. on uh, regulations, yeah. on so many things, and that was my goal. Yeah. And I wrote that down in our books. What the other Chris said. Mm-hmm. That, that the other book, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a there's a, a wild um, anarchist public defender or or attorney defense attorney mm-hmm. from uh, from Tennessee who uh, who is really throwing down the the nuances of of law. So mm-hmm. like he, he threw out a lot of legal terms yes, he and did. cases. Yes, he did. And there was a particular area and I wrote it down that he said you can go in and get a lot of knowledge about certain cases. Yeah, Lexis Nexus. Thank you. Yep. I was I'm going to read through that yep. and that's what I'm going to be doing. That's what my week is going to look like. Stacy's into Lexus yeah, Nexus. I don't want, I All want right. to, in this system, like if we're helping, like I said, not just Taekwon, and you mentioned that Taekwon can be anybody. Yeah. Anybody can be exactly. Taekwon. Exactly. If we're helping, we need to be knowledgeable on things that we're listening to. Because any one of these prosecutors can say something that's wrong. And if we are aware, it's something that we can call out and write down and do something about. Right. But how do we know that if we're not knowledgeable ourselves? Right. right. So that's what I want to make sure that I'm doing. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. Anything I can read, pick up, learn, meditate on, just keep it up here in yeah. my head and just be knowledgeable of this system. That is my goal. Yeah. 
Cool. Yep. Well, thanks, Stacy. Thank you. Um, thanks all for listening. Um, Andrew, Beth, and I will be back in the recording studio soon with who knows what <laughs> musings on this big, beautiful, broken world. With love from um, an in-between place, Chicago. <laughs> Stay care. Take care.